What's up? What's up? Highness Queens. We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And it is the end of August. I'm a little sad. Can I just say that first? Like, mm, my month is over. Um, but it's fine because I had an absolutely amazing month. I know you didn't ask, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. My birthday month was fucking fantastic. So, um, I just want to say real quick thank you to everyone who reached out and said happy birthday or helped me celebrate my birthday. I know I had a lot of you guys reach out and say happy birthday and you just don't know how much that touched my little old heart. So thank you very much. You are very appreciated and I absolutely understand how blessed I am to uh, call you my, my smoking sisters. Um, yeah, so speaking of smoking sisters... Uh, I grabbed my girl Vera Ann of Vera Ann Cosmetics to just come through and smoke a little bit, smoke a lot of bit, um, and talk about some shit. So we talked about her lock journey and why she never wants to cut her locks. I am kind of obsessed with locks and black women with with locks because it's just we just I mean it's beautiful it's gorgeous it's amazing so I wanted to talk to somebody about it and so I went and got somebody who has some beautiful and a gorgeous and amazing locks and yeah we also talked about enjoying solo sessions because sometimes you just need to get high by yourself and I mean there's nothing wrong with that um, also how our moms found out how we started, or how our moms found out we smoked. And of course, because we were talking about hair, we had to talk about how we felt about the Chris Rock slap heard around the world. Because I mean, I had some feelings. Y'all know I always got feelings about shit, but you know, I just, I, this was the right time and the right place to let those feelings out. And so we did. It was an amazing time. We had a great, good old time. So, I hope you enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. Comment, rate, subscribe. And so here's the thing, guys. Can I can I ask a favor? Can I get you to just hit that follow button on whatever device that you're listening to? Just take a moment for me and hit that follow button on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wh- whatever you're using to listen to this. It would help me and mean so much to see that 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 follow number go up. I know you're out there listening. I see the numbers. So if you could do me that favor, it would be greatly greatly appreciated. Um I think that's it. Let's get high and let's get into this episode. Let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my girl, Highness Queen Vera Ann. Another bluntly black girl, of course. And um, just tell us tell us about yourself, Vera. Um Well, my name is Vera Ann, starting off. Uh I'll be 34 on the 26th of this month, so I'm a counselor. Shout out to the counselors. Happy um, early birthday. I'm a super Thank you. Um, I'm a single parent. Um, I stay in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm basically just a black girl living life, pursuing my dreams, and not taking nothing. And you know (laughs) that is literally the definition of bluntly black girls. You know, so I love it. Uh, 
What tell us about your relationship with cannabis? I forgot that that last little part of the question, but you know, uh, I assume you like to get real high. <laughs> I do got one yes. rolled up for the session, you know. <laughs> but uh, that's my bestie. Like we get down. Like that's how I relax, chill. That's my break. That's my me time, meditation. All of that. We be smoking. We <laughs> smoking and coking. <laughs> right, right, right. How long have you been smoking? Like, uh, since you were younger, uh, later in life. I've been smoking since I was fifteen. Fifteen. Since I was fifteen years old. Same here. Yes. And that's funny yes. because I'll be thirty-four in August, so it's like probably right around the same time we was hitting our first blunts. <laughs> You a Leo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My daughter a Leo. So, yes, y'all is amazing energy. <laughs> yes. We try. We try. We like we like to think yes. that everything we do yes. is amazing. So, you know. Um, yes. Yes. You right about that because, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I always like to do a temp check with my guests. Check in, see how your mental health is doing, how your week has been going. Um, because, you know, sometimes it gets a little crazy out in these streets. So we, I like to make sure that um, we prioritize <laughs> our mental health. So how have you been? How's your week been? How's your mental health been? Uh, my mental health, well, I'm a single parent, so I have to take time out for myself. So I could be able to focus on my week, my day. Um. It's going good. I really can't complain. I have no complaints, honestly. You know, I I go through stuff. I have my ups and my downs, but I just take it as a lesson and I keep moving forward. So, yeah, yeah. that's really all you can do. Like, remind yourself that, like, life is hills and or or peaks and valleys. And in those valleys, it can be real rough. But, you know, if you keep your eye on the prize, which is the peak, then... You, you can keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's totally how I feel about it. So, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, what do you prefer to smoke? Like, are you a blunt smoker? Are you a joint smoker? Do you smoke from a pipe? Do you like edibles? Like, what is your preferred consumption method? I would say... I like to try things now. Don't get me wrong. But my day-to-day, all day, I probably roll up a blunt. I might use some papers. I might... I love edibles if they if they write. They can't taste too funny tasting. <laughs> um, I love bongs. I, I, I will smoke. I'm a smoker, so I will smoke out of something. But... Um, my day-to-day go-to is a blunt or a joint. It just depends because, you know, prices be getting real very on these products. <laughs> and I spend right. enough, but I would smoke a blunt. So where are you at again? I stay in Atlanta. Right now, I'm currently in Columbus visiting my mom. Okay, so yes. uh, what is that, Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Georgia. Georgia. So what is, um, I think I've had somebody else on here from Atlanta, but remind me, what is the 
status of the cannabis uh, laws out there? Are you guys med- medicinal? I know you're not recreational. No, we not. I think you can't. Like, I think you can't be caught with like over an ounce. Mm-hmm. So, which is you know doable, but quite annoying. Yeah, I don't. But see, I don't really. I I go where I gotta go. Do what I gotta do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I know I'm gonna be out for a long time, I do try to have me some in the stash. But you know, mm-mm. I don't yeah, try to get caught with. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's one of those in the house things. Yeah, most definitely. That's dope. Well, I mean, it would be doper if it was legal, but it's dope that you still uh, find a way to get your tree. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because you kind of have to, because, I mean, I need to be able to function without trying to kill somebody. Um, okay. Or sometimes I need help with focusing. So whatever the situation is, yeah, I need to be able to have access. It at all times by any means. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because sometimes I I'll be thinking about like, oh, maybe I'll move out of Cali because you know just to go like different places and explore different different things and stuff. And I'm like, but the weed. <laughs> Like, yeah. I have it pretty fucking good yeah. here. You do. You do. That's one of my places where I really want to go. I'm like, once I get established, like, I'm going to Cali. Like, I, I got to be out there. The water mm-hmm. and the weed. Ugh. Yep. That, that's the yep, yep, yep. Come on and visit. Come on and visit. Now you got a friend out here. Well, I don't know if you got other friends. But you got another friend out here in Cali that's like, come on, sis. Let's go to the beach and light up. Yeah. Uh, so what are you what are yes. you smoking today? Yes. Yes. Um. Well, I went to the store, and I've been I've been trying these slap woods lately. So, they these they um Russian cream cigar wraps. Mm-hmm. They are right there, expensive as hell, ten dollars a pack. But oh, how many comes in a pack? Just wanted to try something new. But um, five, mm. five. That's mm. That's I don't like that. Um, number. right. It needs to be more for Excellent. the price. But they good though. They real good. And then um what what strain are you smoking? Um, well, you know, down here in Georgia, we don't have the strains like y'all do down there. But it's some good, good, good gas, like good gas. So do you guys still have like indica sativa hybrid or you just go up and be like, yo, give me some gas and then goodbye? Well, if you go to like a smoke shop, yeah, they have that. But you know, it might be like CBD. But if you go on the street and get it, you know, hey, let me get a three five. Let me get seven G's. You know, it, we we don't have a, like a distributor or somewhere we could go and be like, oh, 
let me get some of that birthday cake, some of that banana mush and stuff like that. And some people might go get it, but by the time they put it in other people's hands, it ain't even caught it right. no more. And see, that'd be my thing, because, like, I really enjoy trying different strains and, like, seeing how it affects me, seeing, like, what, like, because I really work on being super intentional with my consumption. So, like, when I smoke in the morning, I want to make sure it's something that's going to help me work, help me focus. And then, like, maybe in the evening, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck if I'm smoking a heavy-ass indica, because I'm going to just fall asleep anyways. So I need to be able to have right. that variety. And that's what be worrying me about going to other places. Cause like I know you ultimately you can find trees anywhere, whether it's legal or illegal, you'll find them. But I wanna be like, I want a little bit of that and a little bit of that one and a little bit of that one for later. Oh, and that's gonna help me while I'm cooking. <laughs> so yeah. Hey. That'd be what I wor- I I'd be worried about. That's how I am. I don't want to be smoking something and then I just be laid back when I need that boost of energy. But yep, because I have definitely accidentally smoked indica at like (laughs) nine o'clock in the morning. Like went to grab the wrong, went to grab something, grabbed the wrong thing. Nine o'clock in the morning, like hour later, I'm like, bruh, I am tired. (laughs) Like I just want to go to sleep. Yes, that's how it be. That's how it be. It be them. I don't know what strand it be, but mm-hmm. hell you, hell you down when you know you need to be up doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have gas <laughs> out of a. You used to call them slapwoods. So that I like, yes. <laughs> Slap was like, is that the off brand of Backwoods or the up and coming Backwoods? I don't know that I've ever heard of that one. Well, I see them on Instagram. Mm. And like I said, I'm always willing to try something. So when I see them on Instagram, I was like, dang, let me see if I can find them in store. But I seen them on Instagram like three months ago. So I was like, hmm, we just not getting them down here. So they good. They like a... They're like a thinner version of a backwood without all the extra stems and the tobacco in it. You just pull it open, pull open the pack, grab your wrap, and roll it up. Oh, so you don't have to dump the guts out of it? Nope, no guts. They just come flat. I got one in here so I can show you. They just come flat. They thin, though. Yeah. So you that that means you know how to roll because I can't roll for shit. Well, what you use cones? Yep. I buy them off Amazon by the hundred pack. <laughs> I don't. I, I, they all right. That ain't bad though. Right. That is not bad. And see, and the thing is, my hundred pack of cones is, see, is only like twenty dollars for the whole hundred pack. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. <coughs> right. I might be the investor to that. I'm thinking about that. Because. It sounds good. $10 for a five pack? My goodness. Yeah. That's what I said. That's my second pack. I said I ain't trying to no more because <laughs> I just spent $20 on 10 cigars. <laughs> but like regular cigars, 
Like, I normally get, like, 1.5 sometimes when I'm being cheap. And I'm always smoking by myself because I don't have any friends. Girl, same. And... <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's very convenient for me if I get a 1.5, if I do get like a backwood or something. So it ain't like I got to pass right. it along and it be smoked <coughs> up. Like I love a smoke session. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there's something about, you know, smoking your own weed and not having to share that just hits the heart right. It it does. Well, you can just sit back, relax, and just be hitting it. Don't got to worry about it. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Pass the blood. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. hit it. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> got their own. Yep. <laughs> um, so, I am smoking today. This is Cherry Cola from my friend's brand called Employee of the Month. <laughs> and see, and that's the other thing. And it's, it's like me and him smoked it the other day because it's a hybrid um, but it's a little bit more indica leaning. It's pretty even, but a little bit more indica leaning. And I stay away from most anything indica because I am already lazy enough on my damn own. I don't need the help of weed to make me go to sleep or be lazy. So I was like, I don't know if I want that. And he's like, all right, let's smoke some and you can tell me. And we were so fucking high. <laughs> like, we were so high. I was like, yep, give me some of that. Like, I'll I'll risk tiredness but this is like the after work good high just kind of want to laugh and talk with friends and then you know go to sleep at the end of the night that's what this is right and I'm a sucker for names like that's the other reason why like I don't know that I could go anywhere where it's not recreationally legal because I like options because I like choosing different names cherry cola he gave me some mango mint you know uh, one of my favorites is uh, oh no I can't oh Tropicana cookies that shit slaps and the only reason I bought them was oh. because of the name oh <laughs> right don't those all sound hella good yeah 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 see I got a plug back home and they got flavors so when I go to them they got them by the name and I'll be like okay but see down here in Columbus. So is Columbus they got no names. <laughs> is a, is Columbus like a lot more Columbus than Atlanta? Ooh. Yes, it's country and it's slow. It's country. <laughs> like it's just nothing out here. Like in Atlanta you got more things to do, is more things to do for the kids, you know, more places to eat. Shoot, I like to smoke weed, so I I want to go somewhere and eat. I might want to go to a buffet. It's not many options mm-hmm. out here. You know, everything. You got, like, a couple of Chinese places. The mall is small. It's not big. It's just small. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound like my kind of town. I mean, I'm sure it's just, you know, lovely. But <laughs> I don't know that I could ever live there. <laughs> It'll do, it's a place to, honestly, it's a place to come when you're trying to save money and move somewhere big, put it like that. That makes sense. And if you're older and you settled and you got all your accounts together, that's where you go. But if you young like us and still kicking it, we try to get somewhere and live. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, like, so my parents moved out to Reno 
and I I go out there and visit them. I'm like, there ain't nothing out here. Like, they're always <laughs> like, oh, we want you to come and move out here. Don't you want to move out here? Be back closer to us, blah, blah, blah. First of all, did nobody tell y'all to leave me in the first damn place? But, and then you right. move to some little town that ain't got shit going on for anybody my age. I think I seen about three black people the entire three months I was there. Like, I'm not moving here. <laughs> they, right, they tell right. me, it was like, you have to I go downtown. To when I cross out. I don't know. You got to see some people when you go outside. Man. <laughs> And I was like, this just, it's just not going to, it's not, it's not, this is not my place. <laughs> like, I understand why y'all came up here because you are in your retirement age and, you know, you want peace and quiet. Uh, I want shit to do. <laughs> I don't want to have to drive. Right, staying in the house watching the TV out there, don't satisfy me. <laughs> right, I don't want to sit and have to drive 15 miles to get to the nearest uh, grocery store. That's crazy. Not a life I want to live. But so I definitely understand what you mean. Like, it's not, it's a good place to go if you want to save money because it is cheaper and everything. But if you're trying to like live and, you know, be out and about, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, um, how about a little quick story time? You want to tell us about. Uh, your first time smoking or your favorite smoke session memory, whichever one you think is more interesting. Uh, uh, anytime somebody asks me, like, did I have any effects when I first started smoking? I was 15 and me and my high school friend, we were smoking one day and girl, I think I was tripping because I was seeing rabbits, purple rabbits, like <laughs> purple rabbits. I was seeing rabbits and I was so scared. Yes. <laughs> I cannot imagine. I was so scared. And I had I had told my friend, <coughs> I said, I gotta go home. And she was like, Why? I was like, girl, I see purple rabbits. <laughs> and I went home and I would hide the food. I went in the I, I didn't even tell my mom. I went in the house, I laid across the bed, and it was like the bed was spinning around like woo. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And I laid there for a minute and it felt like I had calmed down. And then I went in the kitchen, found me some food, which had fucked it up. So like a couple of hours then passed. I still got like a little buzz. And I'd have calmed down by then. So my mom like, you alright? And I'm like, yeah. And she like, you sure? Because the way you came in earlier, you know. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, man. And I got that kind of mama like, she she ain't never put her hands on me. But she got that look like, that look that mm-hmm. do it. And I was like, dang, I'm just going to tell her. So I stood at the door. I'm like, mom, I smoke weed. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you do? And I was like, yeah. And she was like. Well, come on in here. Let me show, let me show me how you roll up. This. And I'm like, for real? I'm like, I don't know how to roll a blunt. And she was like, but you out there smoking. And I'm like, it was like my first couple times. Like, I'm fresh. And she like, yeah, we're going to show you fresh. And she taught me how to roll with some joint papers. I was like, oh, my God. She was like, you going to be out there smoking? You're going to smoke right. But, yes, my first time smoking, I seen purple rabbits. That's- I'm a pro now. That's how you went down the rabbit hole with Alice. 
That's but that's hella that dope. That me up and me down there. Yeah, <laughs> that's hella dope. That your mom was like, "Really? All right, well, let me show you some stuff real quick. Let me make sure you up on right." Day. Like that's I I right because growing up I didn't know that she smoked. I thought they were cigarettes. Mm. And then shoot, she fooled the hell out of me. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I, my mom told me that they smoked when I was younger, so I knew since I was probably about 10 years old. But I remember when she found out that I was smoking, and it was actually because of somebody else they like that was staying with us, and they <sighs> left a baggie of weed in their pocket while they were washing their clothes. Oh, and so then my mom comes in my room, and she's like, this was in your pocket. And I was like... Well, that's not mine, but if you're asking me if I smoke, I, I do. And then she's like, well, y'all almost messed up my uh, washing machine with this stuff in here. She wasn't worried about the smoke at all, the trees at all. She was worried about her washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, my God. Yeah, and then ever since then, me and my mom, we smoked together. And it's such a nice feeling to, like, share those moments with your mom like I think it really like we were never super distant or anything like that but I think it definitely brings us together yeah um me and my mom smoked like a couple of times my mom older she gonna be 68 in August oh she a Leo too Leo or Virgo yeah yeah Yeah. she a Virgo August 25th I think that's my brother's birthday no, 27, mm-hmm. 28th, 20-something rather. It's one of them. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a nice, fun time when you get to smoke with your mom and just sit there and giggle and laugh about like mother and daughter things. Yeah. Um, see, I, that's yeah. the only thing I wish my mom would have <laughs> taught me how to roll a joint because I, my hand-eye coordination is so horrible. Yeah, I'm a lefty. Do you think that makes it easier for you to roll? Mm, yeah, because I can roll a blunt driving. I can roll with, well, I'm a natural with my nails. Um, yeah, and it don't take me long to roll a blunt, so it's easy. I think I got a good advantage because tuck and roll, tuck and roll. That- that's what tuck everyone tells me, tuck and roll. And like, and I, I, no matter how many times I repeat tuck and roll in my head, my hands, my fingers do not tuck and roll. They kind of like tuck and then they roll and then they, and it's like all messed up and mixed together. Yeah, you use your thumb to tuck and then you use your finger to roll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at my even. fingers there and not doing that. um but that's all right i'm telling you i've i've said this so many times and so many people said that they're gonna teach me like one day we are all gonna be in like the same location and i'm gonna just have all y'all help me at the same time (laughs) yes and i guarantee you by the time we finish you gonna learn how it's it's a life goal of mine to learn how to roll like I need to do that just for my own piece of black mind. Like, I need to know that I know yeah. how to roll. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You're going to get it. I, I have faith. <laughs> I have faith in y'all. 
that y'all will be able to get this together. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. So on that super positive note, because I appreciate you joining the team of how to get Jasmine to roll, um, I think we should do our high blessings. You know, I'm feeling very positive and in the moment I got my positive thoughts candle going in my bathroom. Um, So would you like to do your high blessing first or would you like me to do mine? Um, Okay, go ahead. Um, this is a daily affirmation for me. I say it every day when I wake up and I look in the mirror. Um, I'm strong. I'm bold. I'm beautiful. I can achieve anything and everything I put my mind to. And I just repeat it three times. And that's my affirmation. Yeah, I love that. Those are some like really beautiful statements to start your morning with, especially like, like you said, first thing in the morning, looking in the mirror, you know, even with any types of crusties in your eye, baby, I'm still beautiful. Okay. And you, as in you looking in the mirror right now, go know this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love that. And, um, so are you, are you someone who has always been the affirmation kind of person and, or is this something like you had to learn to pour into yourself in this way, like over time, as you got older? Um, well, I always, like once I hit my growth spot when I became a teenager, I, I knew I was, you know, that girl. Um, it's just, I was doing it wrong. Like, when I was young, I might be like, oh, yeah, I'm that bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. But as I'm older now, I'm like, okay, I see what, you know, your mouth is a powerful thing, and you got to watch what you say. So, in order to get through, like, my daily obstacles and things that I go through, I just take, instead of saying, oh, I'm that bitch and all of that, I just... I'm bold. I'm bold because I stand up for what's right. I stand up for what I believe in. I, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm strong because I carry a lot on my shoulders. I'm a, a single parent. You know, I get off work. I still have to come home, be a parent, cook, clean, you know, dog mom. Like, you know, I'm beautiful. I don't let my flaws, my fupa, you know, I don't let nothing get to me. I have my ups, my downs, but I know that at the end of the day, I got this. And when I wake up the next day, it's just a confirmation, like, from God saying, I still got you. This another day. We're going to continue to go forward. So that's how I just try to look at things. Yeah. I love that you said, you know, you've been doing this for a while, you know, affirming yourself and stuff like that. But it started off very, I want to say surface level. We all said, oh, I'm that bitch. But what does that really mean? And you really kind of delved into the um qualities that you are really saying that I'm that bitch about and like it's because I'm strong it's because I'm bold it's because I'm beautiful and so it's a lot more specific and like you said words have power they have meaning um and and when you put them out there in the world they they have they manifest and so I think finding the yeah specific things that you love about yourself, your strength, your beauty, your boldness, 
that's such a, a beautiful progression. Because don't get me wrong, I still tell myself I'm that bitch all the time. But, and I believe it. Yes, yes. <laughs> but delving a little yes. bit deeper. You better know it. Yeah, delving a little bit deeper is just so beautiful. And it helps you really um, fall in love with yourself. Because it's more than just that surface level, I'm that bitch. Okay, yes. well, what does that mean? Well, I'm strong. I'm bold. I'm beautiful. Yes. I get the things I want. I does this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Just like you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you, girl. You are too, <laughs> honey. <laughs> um, my high blessing today is uh, simple but broad. And it is everything is always working out in my favor. And um, sometimes I stress over things that are outside of my control. Not sometimes, a lot of the times. Although I do feel like I'm getting better about it. Um, and I'm working on knowing and feeling and believing that even the, in the midst of a crisis, everything is always working out in my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you may be going through a dark period or dark spell right now, but when you come out on the other side of that, it's going to be beautiful. And that's what I have to keep focus on to get me outside of those dark moments. And so this is what, you know, yeah. came to me and was like, you know what? Just know as long as you keep working, as long as you keep the, the, the goalposts in front of you and vision and keep working towards them, everything is always working out in my favor. Yep. Yep. Yes. I love it. Yes. Feels very affirming. I feel very good about both of these statements that we've made here. Definitely lighten up, inhaling the high blessings and exhaling the bullshit. <laughs> um, believe that. Believe that. Yes. <laughs> like release all of the bullshit. <laughs> um. So yeah, that felt really good. Um. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good and high. I'm pretty. I'm feeling good. I'm excited. This is my first podcast and I'm super excited. Like, I've never done nothing like this before. I love that (laughs) because I want to, like, of course, I want to reach people that are in the spotlight and, like, you know, the big name people. Um, But I also really want to focus on, like, just us, like, normal, everyday Black women on top of our shit, being honest about who we are, honoring who we are, and getting fucking high. <laughs> and you know what? I, I totally love and honor and appreciate you creating a space for people like us. Because when you get on social media, you see people only highlighting and showing the good things of life. What about, you know, yeah, you? I'm not saying post all your business on social media, but you giving people the assumption, like, life is great. You know, like, me, I'm a business owner, so I don't, if I don't got nothing to post, I'm not going to post. I'm posting products or something like that. But on my personal page, I might just, you know, post a little real with be spoken or whatever, but. I don't make it all glitz and glam because behind the scenes, it gets real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to have a space where you can talk about 
you know, real life day to day things and, you know, just blaze and get some stuff off your chest. It's really good. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you, you saying that. I, I definitely went and still go through the trying to perfect and polish everything, you know, especially for social media. <clears throat> but I'm like, no, like mm-hmm. sometimes you do just need to put yeah. out what is real without the filters, without the like, you know, sparkles and all of that, because there are people like me and you who are just looking for yeah. something to, to connect to, not necessarily something to envy or like to be like, damn, I wish I had what they had, just something to connect to. And yeah. that is the point of this. So I really appreciate you saying that and letting me know that, you know, I'm hitting my target. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, let's get into this blunt talk. And so whenever I come whenever I come up with topics, um, I'll be honest and say that most of the time I have no idea. Like when I reach out to people and say, hey, you want to come on? I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to talk to you about. And... Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go to like when you say yes and let's get this going blah 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 you know all the logistics then I'll go to your page like kind of get the vibe and like see what really speaks to me and the first thing that really spoke to me on your page were your locks I love them they're just so beautiful <laughs> yes Thank they're you. beautiful they're Thank like you. I don't know somehow I can just just feel that they are they embody your personality and like they are a part of you and I you know there's tons of people who have locks and I see them all the time I've known a bunch of people and so I've just always been fascinated by locks because it really is and it's an extension (laughs) of who you are literally this is the hair growing out of your head and you're doing all these like there's so many versatile things you can do it's just it's just I'm just in awe (laughs) I'm just in awe and so I was like bam that's what I want to talk about is you know black women (laughs) and their relationship with their hair and specifically locks because again I think it's just a beautiful journey to go through and it's it definitely is a journey right because yes it mm -hmm, is a journey mm -hmm. uh a lot of people um they get on that journey for different reasons. Um, me, when I turned 30, I don't know if I was going through like a breakdown or I don't know, but whatever they say when you turn 30, but I don't know. I'm, I was normally like a girl with a head full of hair. I love my bun. I love my edges. And then I used to do sew-ins and then I got tired of wearing all of that. And then I just wanted to be natural. But for 10 years, I had been natural, didn't have perms or nothing, but I got tired of it. And then I didn't want to cut all my hair off because I loved my hair. So I was like, let me do locks, you know? And I thought about it for a year, and then I finally started doing it. I'm a year and mm. three months. I made three months, April 5th. And I love it. Um, I started, like, on a self-love journey to start back loving myself. As me, accept me for me, and no matter what I go through, I will always have my back. Um, and I, I love myself even more. Like, I look at my hand, I just be like, yes. Like, I don't have to do nothing to it. I just get up and go, and 
you know, a lot of women look at their hair like it's a part of me. That's what somebody looks at when they see me. That's the first thing. And, you know, spending money on hair. I do my own hair. So I just get up and go. If I want to do my edges, I'm not doing them. And I'm still flawless. So my lashes on me. So lip gloss and I'm good. Like, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't never plan on cutting them. I'm going to see how long they're going to grow. You, you cannot beat the convenience. <laughs> and, like, I know they're still, you know, when you do them up and stuff like that, you do still have to do stuff to them. So it's not like it's just every day get up and go. Yeah. But the ability to get up and go when you don't want to do them is, like, top-notch yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, I I don't retwist. Some people retwist their hair every two, three weeks. I retwist my hair It maybe, like, every six to eight weeks. But that's when I feel like it. And it's for free. I just have to make sure I got me some beeswax and some edge control, and I'm good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm good. $10. See? Right? <laughs> and sit there, watch a movie, smoke a little bit, you know, have some me time. Right. Switched on up. Love it. That's it. Um, so what made you, like, tell me about how you said you've been on the journey for about a year and three months, but, like, how did you come to that? How did you even start to really process? And what did the beginning of that journey look like um, with you and your hair? Um, well, I've always had long hair, so I don't have no extensions, no, like, my hair, like, I got a couple in the front still locking. So when I first started, um, I just got in, I went to the hair store, got me some pink dye. My whole head was pink. And I dyed my hair, then I started two-strand twisting it. So when I first started, my hair was like this short. It ain't got some length on it now, so yeah, I'm in there. And I don't know, like, ever since I started two-strand twisting it, and then uh, my second month retwist, I started coil twisting it. And then here I am. I got, like, six in the front, like, three on each side that's not curled, that's not locked all the way. It's still curly, but hey, they doing what they want to do, and I'm mm -hmm. just living it. I got some that's budded. I got some shells. I put my shells on when I was two months in after I coil twisted. I put my shells on. It just so let when go. you say coil twisted, what do you mean? Like you take the comb and you'll comb it, and then you'll start twisting it around, and then, and then rub it like twist between it. your hands. But yeah now nah, palm palm roll it now because it got longer so i just palm roll it yeah and then um so like when you first started you didn't do the big chop you just had your hair already long you were like let's oh, could you no. imagine i didn't have to go through could you imagine doing the big chop Ooh, now i don't know Nah, I don't think I, I will cut my hair. I want to honestly see how long my locks going to grow. Like, even if they grow to my feet, I want to see mm -hmm. how long they're going to grow. And I don't think I ever cut them off. What made you start? Because you said before you went to locks, you did natural hair for 10 years. What was that journey like? Ooh, it was like, in the midst of me being natural, like, I didn't have no perms. So... I did a lot of sew-ins, wore a lot of wigs, so my hair was basically in cornrows. But, you know, after a while, you start wearing them wigs, them, it, them edges get the flying away, and 
I was like, oh my God, when I do take my sew ins and my wigs out, I still want to wear my bun with my edges. I ain't had no edges <laughs> going on. So I was like, oh no, I got to get all that back. So I slowed down from that. And then I just got bored with wearing a my ponytail all the time. So, yeah. Just started twisting it. Because I know when I chopped all my hair off the first time, a lot of it had to do with like, I feel like I was wearing wigs before it became cool to wear wigs and before like lace fronts and all them was in. And so they, they were not really caring about our edges. They said, you know, you going to wear this or you not. And then, you know, it's whatever. I feel like there's a lot more care put it. They'll still mess up your edges. Don't get me wrong, ladies. They'll still mess up your edges. But I feel like there's a lot more care put into it now because it is such a big industry in terms of like make doing what you can to make sure your edges is still alive when you take that damn wig off. They did not care before, okay? And no. my, my my poor edges, they still try and come back. Like even to this day I'm like it's just are you do we just say, you know, it's just not coming back or like what do we do here? Yeah, like I got some over here, and then over here they start to yeah. grow back over here a little bit. So we get good. It, it, it takes mm-hmm. patience, time, mm-hmm. patience, and time. You know, and they never grow back as fast as they fell out. So, yeah, right about but, that, sister. Um, right about that. But I do remember being like, okay, already edges ain't looking nice, right? So there's not much we could do with that, but continue to wear wigs or to just chop it all off. And also, like you said, I got tired of doing the same thing. And I honestly got tired of doing my hair at all. <laughs> like, I was like, I just don't want to right. deal with it anymore. There's At that point, it was like half natural, half perm. There was nothing I like. There's no good look for what my hair is right now. So let's just cut it off and start over. Right. And you bold for that because I don't think I can cut my hair. I'm not going to lie. That wasn't even on my resort list to what to do with my <laughs> Never hair. Never even crossed your mind. I don't think I could have did that. Though. Nope. <laughs> like, if I am if I get aggravated with doing my hair, like back then before I locked it, I might be like, oh my God, I'm about to cut this hair off. And then I'll be this like another side of me and be like, bitch, <laughs> you ain't. What you lie. You lie. You know you lie. And I'll be like, you know, you lie. Right. 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 You know, it's because, <coughs> as black women, we have a extremely personal connection to our hair. Um, and... I think it's part of the reason why I am so intrigued by locks because to me, it locks and natural hair, it symbolizes acceptance of, you know, what is naturally growing out of your head. And that for yeah. me, I think was like really the beginning. Like, I don't know that that's what I went into it looking as, but the end result looking back, I think that was the beginning of me like trying this whole self discovery and like who am I and it's funny because you said that happened around when you like when you started thinking about these things was when you turned 30 and that's probably when I started thinking about that them too when you start having those introspective moments like okay 
out of my 20s now. Who the fuck am I? Because I'm done partying. And- right. Like, that, and that's exactly how mm-hmm. I was. Literally. Like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Like, it was like a reality of me had kicked in. And I didn't know what else to do, how to feel. And I'm like, you know how you watch these movies and these women might cut all their hair off? Talking about they starting over and so knew them. I was like, no, we can't be like that. Like that movie Gabrielle um, Union played in. I forgot the name of it. But she cut all her hair off. I, I can't do that. Yeah. I, I will say that now that I have cut my hair off, there's like, even right now, I'm like, there's so much hair on my head. Like, I'm ready to cut it all off again. So it's so <laughs> awkward because I feel like I went from one extreme to the other. Like, no, my hair is my everything. I'll never cut it off to, why is there so much hair on my head right now? I don't understand. But it, um, like, like I said, it, it really started the, the journey of self-acceptance and like, understanding that you don't have to manipulate your hair for it to be beautiful. It is beautiful as it it is coming out of your head. And there's so many different variations that it's like, especially with our hair, like black hair can do so much. It's so versatile that like, it's just, it's just amazing. Yes. So like, I feel like another reason why I locked my hair too is, because women are defined in their hair. And what I mean by that, like, when you see a black woman, they normally got a wig on. They got a sew in. You rarely catch them with a short haircut with some color. You, you'll catch, but see, nowadays you'll catch a woman with a haircut. Because you got women that be like, hair mm-hmm. is just hair. And then... You'll catch a woman with locks. Some of them say, oh, I don't want to do my hair. That's why I lock my hair. But you'll see your women with sew-ins, bundles, wigs, and that's what they just prefer. But they are defined by, like, if I don't have my hair done, I can't go outside. Me with my locks, if my, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going outside. You with your low haircut, mm-hmm. you outside. But another woman, she has to be like, oh, my God, if it rains, you know, my hair gonna curl up. It's gonna do this. Oh no, baby, we just running outside. We not defining. We not letting our hair define right. us. There is um a level yeah. of freedom to not having to like. I feel like it's like I don't have to be on all the time. Like if I want to go outside and put a hat on, yes. I can. If I want to go outside with having done basically nothing to my head, I can. And I'm not going to feel like oh my god I look like a mess it's just an amount of freedom and not having to do your hair to look quote unquote presentable now I will say that I have opinions on what that quote unquote presentable means and you know the whole respectability politics and you know going outside your house with a bonnet on your head however I enjoy uh, being able to go outside and not have to worry about my hair and have done nothing to it. Maybe threw some water in there just because, you know, she a little crunchy. Right. But otherwise, I'm good. I don't have to. There you go. There yeah. You go. I don't have to pull out no type of, of iron. I don't even have to pull out a comb if I really don't want to. Right. Right. And that level of freedom 
um, really is one of the main reasons I probably continue to cut my hair. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because that just shows the world like hair is just hair and it's okay. When it grows, I'm going to cut it off again. Probably throw me another color and it, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's very interesting to be able to not have that burden. <laughs> Cause it really is a burden. Like yeah. worrying about what your hair looks like every time you leave the house is a burden. And I understand that there are people who don't see it as a burden, who enjoy doing their hair and more power to you. I, this, I say nothing against you. I'm just saying for me, right. my laziness, like the level of lazy or don't want to <laughs> do is probably a lot higher than yours. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> right, right. So because you didn't um, chop off, do the big chop first, did you go through the quote-unquote awkward phase? Um, and if you did, what was what was that like? I really didn't. Um, I really didn't go through an awkward phase, the ugly phase, or the new sprout. Um, I basically just had to get used to my hair locking up. Um, within the first six months of me starting my lock journey, my back was locking. And then I did have like, well, I, I did probably have like some awkward moments when I probably was like seven months. Like the middle of my head felt like it was just short forever. But it was really long. It's just by being twisted up. It just shrunk a little. And then it just started sprouting out as I got like, nine ten months i was like okay okay i see a limp back there so but it, it's been a good journey you know now i'm just it's just now now that i made a year it's just now starting to lock up like when i do my retwist normally like after two weeks like it go back poofy but now it's starting to stay locked a little bit longer so i'm i'm really appreciating it it's just teaching me some growth and patience because I want long, long hair like Aladdin. And it's just showing me like, okay, it's going to grow. Just be patient with it. And I don't have to do nothing to it. So when it get long, I feel like a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> patience is absolutely what it, I could see that being what you learned because I oh, waiting on my hair to grow is not fun. Like, it's just I'm like why are we still here like I want to be at like right this length but you're still at the length you were at like a month ago what's happening I thought we were doing all the things together I thought we were building together and now you're fighting against me so yes I've had that conversation right. many right. a times and so when you when you were feeling like that did it ever make you want to just like start over or like give up and you know perm your hair or something or how did you work through those moments where you're like ew I'm not happy well I really didn't have like no moments that I wasn't happy with my hair only because it was a new journey so me not having to do nothing to it for weeks I could go four five six weeks and don't have to worry about retwisting my hair i'm just like okay i like this 
I can do my hair when I want to do it. I don't have to be like, oh my God, I got to get my hair done. What if I don't have enough funds? You know, I don't have to do all that. I just, it's cool. I just retwist. I just get in the bathroom, smoke me one, get in there, retwist. I get tired. I can stop. I don't got to go to nobody's salon where they like, oh, you can't stop. You got to sit under the dryer. No, I just do it when I feel like it. So you maintain uh, your locks yourself. What does that, you mm-hmm. said about every six to eight weeks, what does that process look like? Well, um, it gets a little poofy. Sometimes I'll throw it in a ponytail or I'll wrap like a little scarf around it or like a little headband. Um, that's when I get to like, mm, I look like a little fuzzball a little bit. <laughs> I haven't retwisted my hair and it's been three weeks. So this is what I look like when I haven't had a retwist in three weeks. But it's okay. I'm trying to I'm I'm retwisted next week before my birthday. But normally I look like a little fuzzball. It'd be black up here, then blonde down here. So look like a little fuzzball. Are you gonna, okay? Because uh, I just get some moisturizer and slick it up. <laughs> Are you going to dye it again or you like the, like, you just like let it keep going different colors? Uh, I do want to dye it again. I just don't know what color. And it's crazy that you asked me that because I got to like this weekend because my birthday is Monday on the 26th. So I got to this weekend to decide what color I'm going to dye. I always and say I don't red. Know. That's just me. Red. Uh, I just did pink. I don't know about doing red. <coughs> I always say red is my favorite hair color on everybody. Um, but what? But my what, favorite color is pink. So, are you gonna dye it pink again, or are you gonna dye a different color? No, I'm not gonna do it pink again. I but I don't know what color to do it. If it was left up to me, I'd do it pink. But <laughs> I don't. I want to do another color. I'm trying to expand my colors. I'm very interested now to see what the next color is going to be. I I can't wait to see a picture. (laughs) Yes, I I got to this weekend to the side, so we'll know then. (laughs) Yeah, because you got to go into your birthday with fresh locks. Yes, I do. I do. I do. They're going to be fresh and a new color. Yes. Going to be looking like a whole shiny new penny, I tell you. Um, <laughs> what you say, girlfriend? <laughs> you gonna look like a shiny new penny, all nice and coppery and sparkly and stuff. Um, <laughs> fresh out the bank. Yes, ma'am. Um, so what do you? What have you learned about yourself, and what have you learned about your hair during this during your lock journey? What have you? What has your hair taught you? Um, my hair has taught me to. Never lose myself. No matter what obstacle I'm going through, what situation I'm in, um, whether I'm in a relationship or not, like don't lose yourself. Keep up with your your mental health, with your care. You know, tell yourself you're beautiful every day. You know, so it taught me a lot. Like it really, like I said, it was a self love journey, so that I can love myself again, love my hair not let it define me so it it taught me patience most definitely because i wanted to get longer it taught me patience because i had to wait till it lock up 
and mm-hmm, it taught me dedication. So I know if I could dedicate myself to locking my hair, I could dedicate myself to anything else, you know? So it taught me a lot. <laughs> and then my main three factors that, you know, it taught me. And it probably going to teach me more within my journey. I'm just waiting to see. Right, because you said you ain't cutting it for a long while. So that means you got a lot more stuff that's coming for uh-uh. you. Which is exciting. Yes, yes, yes. I can't I think wait. That's, I think that's beautiful. Like you said, that it's taught you uh, dedication and self-love and and patience. Um, those are some very powerful yeah. things that I think are kind of uh, foundational to fulfilling your goals fulfilling you know your destiny all that and to be able to get that from the a journey with your hair like from something that grows without of you like that's just so beautiful yeah yeah uh, it is it, it it partakes a lot in my life in my, in, in my business so it all comes together as one right one vera and what um what would you tell somebody who's thinking about starting their own lock journey? Like, what are some pros or like, what are the things that you weighed out when you were starting, before you started your journey that helped lead you to the decisions of actually starting to lock your hair up? Um, what the pros were, well, I watched a lot of people on TikTok and Instagram to see, like, how they lock journey being. And what I learned from it is, like, you don't let anybody, you know, just lock your hair. It's a journey that you're going on. So you have to know what you're getting yourself into because, you know, a lot of people lock their hair up. And then when they don't like it, they'll comb it out. i seen people on TikTok taking one girl. took her three months to comb out her locks. I was like, ain't no way in hell. Oh, <laughs> and then... You know, one boy was like, he was with this girl for eight years, and then she started his locks, and they had a toxic relationship, and then he got with another girl, and their relationship was toxic, and so he, you know, ended up single, he cut off his dreads, and he ended up getting married, found a love of his life, and he was like, shit, my dreads was toxic. So, your hair holds a lot of energy so you gotta really you know be protective over who does your hair some of the negative things about locks I don't know I haven't had any negative things I don't go off what everybody else say because everybody is different everybody don't have the same texture or strand of hair so for me it's I haven't had any negatives yet like I said, I do my own hair, so it's not like I have to worry about my hair falling out after I'm done getting out of somebody's chair or any ball spots or anything. So I don't know. As the journey begins, I mean, continues, then I see. But I don't think I have any negative about it. But the good things, just lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> just lock your hair. It's convenient. It's easy. You can do more things with it, color it. It's okay. 
and wash your hair. Wash your hair. People say don't <laughs> wash your hair. And oh my God, I heard all kind of crazy things. They be like, don't wash your hair when you get starter locks. I I feel like if you got short hair and you get starter locks, then no, don't don't wash your hair. Probably, you know, get a spray bottle or something, and I don't know. But I'm gonna wash my hair. I'm gonna <laughs> believe that. I'm gonna wash this head. I ain't going out like that. I remember in high school, um, and this may sound weird, but in high school, we used to, there was like a group of us that would stay after school um, and just like hang out or whatever. And there, we had a ton of dreadheads. Like, I, I grew up in the Bay Area and during the hyphy movement. So, like, every black boy was a dreadhead. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, can you rub my head? And so we would rub that. There was only one boy's head that I would rub. And it's because his head always smelled like shampoo. <laughs> so I'm like, I know it's it's clean. Oh. <laughs> like, I, everyone else, y'all stay. Right. Like, and I'm not saying that this is anybody out here, so don't come for me. I'm saying the experience that I had with high school aged boys that don't wash their hair was not great. <laughs> right. And the one who and did thing, it, all that white stuff. Oh, but he his hair smelled like um I can't think of the name. Um the dandruff shampoo, but like the minty one. Head and shoulders, but the green leafy one. That's that's what it smelled like. And it was just it was I was it was amazing. It was amazing. And it was because I knew he washed his hair. So I don't know the logistics of washing your hair. Like you said, we have short hair, it may not work as well because it's gonna mess up, you know, the locking up and all that. But once you get to an appropriate length when washing is fine, please do it on a regular basis. Because we can, we we can we we can smell it, and it doesn't always smell that great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think though that's some pretty good advice. Just do it, like Nike said. Okay, um, and then when appropriate, wash it. Keep it smelling nice. Or even maybe if you use some of the hair deodorizers, because people sweat from their heads. Like you sweat a lot from yes. your head. So it don't even have to be that you like yeah. aren't clean. It's just sweat. It's a natural thing, boo. Yeah, and a lot of people be like, "Oh, I don't sweat." Yes, you do, baby. <laughs> yes, you yeah, do. yeah, yeah. It, it's they very natural. Sweat. It is okay. We love you still. I mean, it's fine to get rid of that. Just saying. <laughs> um. So those are some good pros. Honestly, even though I don't have locks, so you know that may be why, but I can't think of any cons to getting locks particularly. Um, but I definitely like the pros that you you said giving you dedication and all that stuff cuz it absolutely is something that you have to be dedicated to and you have to have the patience for because not everybody's hair grows you know, 17 inches in a year. Like, it's just not going to happen for everybody. <laughs> so. Exactly. What's your favorite thing about your locks? Um, The favorite thing about my locks are... Mm, 
I like the fact, I know it's not going to last forever, but I like, by me being a black girl, I always wanted, like, curly hair. So I like the fact that I can wear my hair down. Like, I don't wear them in ponytails a lot or get a lot of styles because I don't know how to do them yet. <laughs> but, and I don't, I'm really not big on letting nobody in my head. So I wear it down, and I like the fact that some of them are still curly. So it gives me, like, this curly suit kind of feeling like i love the curly hair look so and i but i know it's not gonna last a long time but while it's here i'm enjoying it yeah i think <laughs> you have to be present sometimes uh a lot of the time but and, and enjoy things as they are now and not think about what they may be later on who knows yeah. maybe those little curly cues yeah. will follow you all the way down to your feet like you said you want your your hair to go down to your feet. Maybe at the bottom, they'll have some little cues down there for you. <laughs> okay, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that is that is wonderful. I was going to say something, and then it went away. You had said something, and then I was going to say something, and I got nothing now. So... Um. Oh, the number. Number? Whose number? You said you were going to say something? Yeah. I don't remember what it was. It's fine. It'll... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very normal for me. I've gotten to the point where I don't even question it anymore. I just accept, like, either you'll remember or you won't. So... <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, I finished this myself out about it. I mean... <laughs> There's no point because the more I think about it, the less likely it is that I'm going to actually remember. <laughs> so right, right. I'm like, just let it go. Just let it go. So speaking of black women in their hair, I've been wanting to ask somebody this and talk about this on the podcast for quite a while. And I know this happened quite a while ago, but I feel like this is the right appropriate moment because we're talking about black women and the relationship that we have with our hair. So yeah. my question to you, ma'am, uh, how did you feel about the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap? <sighs> um, <laughs> Loaded question, right? <laughs> yeah. Like how did I feel? I mean, I feel like, I don't know how I feel, honestly. I feel like Chris Rock shouldn't have came for her head, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, literally for it, her it's, head. I know being a comedian, you bound to say anything, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I just feel like some things you just don't speak on. Put mm -hmm. it like that. You, I know being a comedian, certain jokes might kick off. You need that punchline. You need that paycheck. But you got to think about, like, how many people in the world going through something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I, um, and I've had this conversation with like other people, friends and family, of course, when it first happened and stuff. And it's so funny because I feel, 
exactly the same now as I did then. <laughs> um, and that is, while I don't condone violence, right? That's very yeah. first thing. I understand how somebody can get so fed up to get to that point. And I am, again, while I don't condone violence, I'm happy to see somebody, a black man, stand up for a black woman in a public way. Now, could it have been done in a different way and um, maybe not on national TV but then I also don't really have, like, if it had been done in a different way and it was on national TV, I wouldn't have had a problem with that because I don't feel like there's yeah. enough. Uh, spe- there are quite a few. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all. I don't deal in absolutes. But I don't think there's enough black men standing up for black women publicly in the face of um, being disrespected or beyond that so Chris Rock I feel like somebody who made two fucking documentaries about black women and their hair should know fucking better and for that reason it it makes it harder for me to feel bad for him when I'm like but you should have known better right like, you can't go from making two movies about black women and their relationship to their hair, especially when we're talking about somebody who has a medical condition that has affected their hair, and not and say that you didn't understand. Like, to me, that's Right, it wasn't like he was speaking on a regular person without hair. He literally went in about a medical condition. And it's me and other people. And I'm quite sure he lost some fans behind it. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, I don't know. Or I do know. I don't respect what he did more than I don't like what Will did. Like, yeah. I don't, again, I don't think, I don't condone violence. I don't think he should have slapped him on national TV. I did, I'm not going to lie. I did think he was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And in the moment, yeah. I felt the black woman rage. And so I was like, that's what you get. Shut your mouth. Now, when I calm down, I'm like, right. all right, maybe, maybe you don't slap somebody on national TV. But again, I can understand how you can get there. And I can understand protect standing up and protecting your wife against somebody who has done this in the past. Cause that's the other thing. This is not the first time that Chris Rock has um, said something about Jada and they've been like, yo, slow your roll. What are you talking about? So like you knew what you were doing. Right. Like, I mean, like you say, I don't condone violence either, but I felt like it was, I'm not saying it was okay for him to do it on national TV, but at the same time, like it showed, like it showed black men, like it's okay to stand up for your wife, you know, or women in gen in general. But you, when you look at society, and I'm not bashing nobody or anything, because you know I love all, but some ways that some women partake in makes it hard for some of us other women and you know 
some things some people just can't help. We can't change how people is. We can only pray for them and continue to do better. And the women that don't partake in those likely, then we set an example and maybe they'll follow, maybe they won't. But I feel like once more of us come together and stand at one, everybody else will fall in line. Agreed. Yeah, I think that we definitely have to find a way to collectively stand up um, and say, this is not okay, and we don't accept this. And, you know, there are people who will slap you across the face for this. <laughs> I'm not, I may not yeah. be one of them. But just know, it could happen <laughs> if you mess with the wrong one. And that yeah, day will was the wrong one. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've um I've been that is something that I've been wanting to uh get off of my chest for a while. Um and so again when I was like, Hey, this yeah. is what I want to talk to her about, I was like, This is the perfect opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate your two cents, your bluntness, your openness, and all of that. Um, and okay. your story about your locks and your journey and how that started and what they mean to you. Um, yeah, this has been fun. Um, so the other thing let's talk about is your business. You have, uh, like you said, you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business. So tell the people real quick about your business. What do you do? Um, I'm a cosmetics owner. Um, we sell lashes, lip gloss. We offer wholesale where you can buy in bulk. We offer private label where we help other small businesses start their business with their logo and a full set to start selling as soon as they receive. And we also offer a monthly subscription where you can get lashes and lip gloss to your door without having to move from your home. <laughs> um, I've been in business, it'll be six years in 1017. Um, I started out doing lash extensions and my vision had got bad. So I started, I took all the money I saved from lash extensions and started selling lash strips. And I love lash strips. I'm a lash strip girl, so. And I love lip gloss, so I'm just bringing beauty and luxury things to the girls. And that's beautiful. I love that. Who? Well, I haven't worn lashes in a very long time because I'm allergic to the glue. So, uh, but Ooh. let me tell you, if I could, I would. Uh, and I have my best friend is a photographer, and so. We are always going through lashes for models and stuff like that. So I know that um, lashes are important. They like they 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 change an entire look. Yes, yes, that's wow. all you need. <laughs> it's some lashes. Right. That's some lip gloss. So you good to go. I'm not a makeup right. full face makeup kind of girl. Like I I can't. I might touch my face and it might be everywhere. I mean, I don't knock the girls that do it, but. Me personally, I just can't do it. Just give me some lashes, put me on some lip gloss, and I'm in the game. <laughs> Let to go out the house. Don't have to do the no. hair because it's already locked up. 
You know it. You know it. <laughs> but that's dope. I didn't realize you had been in business for that long. Um, what made you start your 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 business? Well, I've been working since I was sixteen. Oh my god, I've been working in customer service, fast food since I was sixteen, and I was like, my dad always be like, "Girl, you hard headed." You don't want to listen. And I'd be like, it ain't that I don't want to listen. So as I done learned so much how to run a business, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to keep making all this money for these companies, making them rich, I need to start my own. Put all in that I got into my own. And then I found, I started doing lash extensions. And like I said, my vision had got kind of bad. So I was like, you know what? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I started selling hair. I got out of that because, like I said, the bundles and the weeds got old. And then it got too much where it was had to add all this extra stuff. So I was like, let me start selling lashes. Started selling lashes. And then I just started doing lip gloss. It's been a year. So it's good. I really like it. I just don't want to work for nobody. And then I have a daughter. She'll be 14 in August. So I'm trying to create a generational wealth. So when I leave, she'll have something to fall back on just in case she be hard-headed and don't want to listen. She can take on over the business and have her own. And she'll be good. Yeah. I love how you you pivoted every time. Like, you know, when it's one thing, you were like, okay, this is not really it for me. Um, then you move yeah. to doing the lashes and then you move to doing the lip gloss. And it's always like, that's what life's about is, you know, doing what you do until it don't make sense no more. And then pivoting and doing that. And, you know, and like you said, building generational wealth so that you can move that on down. Because mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that I, I don't want to sit at your table. I'm going to build my own damn table. And then we're going to invite some people and we're going we gonna to put our tables together. All right, and we're gonna have right. a big ass motherfucking table. Right. I just don't <laughs> want nobody telling me how much I can eat at the buffet when I know I can have it all. <laughs> right. Because God said right. I can have anything, you know? Right. So I feel like why settle when I can have more? Yeah, being an entrepreneur, you gotta do everything yourself. You gotta put your all into it. It's not like working for somebody that's already established. You just, they tell you and train you what to do. You jump into things and not knowing how to do it. That's you got Google. Just figure it out. Figure it out. Pray. Right. Write a plan and make it happen. Very much believe in all of those words that you just said. Yeah. Google and YouTube are my favorite places to be. Yes. Yes. Like I, I learned so much from the University of YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ma'am, Miss Vera Ann, this has been a dope-ass conversation with a dope-ass black woman smoking on some dope-ass fucking weed, because I'm pretty fucking high still. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I appreciate you being blunt and open and honest and, you know, talking to us about your hair and your relationship with your locks. Again, I think they're absolutely amazingly beautiful and I hope you've inspired somebody to take the leap and, and lock their hair up, um, and go through this journey as well. Um, before we get out of here, um, 
I always like to end the show with a random ass question because what is highness without randomness? So I have a list of random ass questions and they're numbered four through 20. Uh, you can pick a number and I will ask you that question. Mm, number four. Okay. Question number four is what would you name your own country? So for one day you make, you know, a hundred billion, billion, trillion dollars and you decide to buy a country that they just found off the coast of Africa. Uh, what would you name it? Um, I would name it Pink Lux. <laughs> Pink yep. Lux. I could see yep. your your castle being like this bright pink, like sparkly, yep. Yep. like seventeen story tall, beautiful building, <laughs> like all pink chandeliers, like you know, pink Teslas outside. I swear the the ground just glitters, sparkling. <laughs> oh my god, girl! What? Yes, Ooh. we are manifesting pink lux right here. Yes, I, like yes, as soon as yes. you said it, I got a very vivid picture in my head, yes. and it's it is beautifully <laughs> sparkly. Let me say. Yes, yes, yes. I would. I love that. I would name my country, Kinesia. And it's, it's like my, an old job I used to work at, you know, how they give you usernames and stuff. So it's like a mm -hmm. mixture of part of my last name and part of my first name. And I just kind of fell in love mm -hmm. with it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds like a country. So it's like K-E-N-N-E-J-A. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was like, oh. Right? I was like, that sounds like a country, yeah. like an expensive country too. <laughs> yes, like expensive, like starting off at ten k expensive. There you go. See, that's I mean, just I don't to know. get there. I don't, <laughs> just to enter the country, you got to pay up. Exactly. <laughs> we ain't talking about what you got to pay when you get there. Now. <laughs> yes, I don't know that I see a pink castle, but I definitely see a sparkly castle. Yes, I do. With some, ooh, man. I see like a golden. Ooh, I like gold. with the trails. Oh, mm -hmm. like the like see? the Wizard of Oz. Yes. <laughs> Up to the Greek, the Emerald Castle. I can see that. Yeah. Then you got these tall, strong, big men standing up there to green you. These yes. flat gates. Yep. Yes. Yep. I agree mm -hmm. with all of that. And yes. and. Yes. Yes. My personal joint whirler that follows me around everywhere. Man. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is lit. We are manifesting I, right now. And I I'm love every minute. Yes. I'm loving every minute of this right now because I see yes, it. Yes. And now I need yes. it. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. That's a new thing to add into my book because I need that. Yes. yes. I need my own damn island, my own country right. with a big ass castle that just sparkles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and don't forget the men because I like that you added that, you know, just standing outside. They don't even really need a shirt or nothing. Like, no, nah, nothing. They're just standing there. Mm -hmm. They got like these golden little brief things on, mm -hmm. just standing there. 
Mm-hmm. It don't even get hot over there. <gasps> Girl, I am moving tomorrow. <laughs> it just stays 75 year round with a slight breeze. Yes, yes, light breeze. Yes, yes, that's it. A little chill at night. Mm-hmm. So you got to cuddle up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Have you a little snuggy, not too heavy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very excited yep. mm-hmm. about this place. <laughs> yes. And yes. I very much want to go, and I can't wait till we get there. It's going to be a ball. Yes. When when you start, what we're going to do is when we get a feeling like in our little lows or in our little situations and stuff we go to our island our country i love yeah that. i love that yeah yes yeah. I'm, I'm i'm that is going to be something i put in my self-care toolbox toolbox can't talk there you go um and kinesia island with my castle yes and everything yes. i need i am calm i am relaxed nothing yes. can bother me here because it is my motherfucking yes. island <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Yes, I'm doing that. Yes. It's in the toolbox. It is in the self-care toolbox. I think I'm even gonna have yep. to like make a vision board or something that I can look at and be like, that's where I'm going. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I lo- mm-hmm. I love that uh piece of inspiration. Thank you, ma'am. Look at this question. Welcome, Random bro. ask questions leading to manifestations. Yes, I love it. Love it. All right. So before we get out of here, um, give the people's your contact information so that they can find you and that so that they can order from you. I fully believe in giving a black woman your money. I think you should give this black woman your money. Get some lashes. Get some lip gloss. Or just give her money. You know, sometimes if you just want to give somebody money, that's fine too. You know what I mean? Right. So where can we they take find our you? birthday gifts and everything? <laughs> right, and even even more reason to give this black woman your money. It's her birthday, <laughs> and if this comes out after her birthday, it's fine. She accepts late birthday presents. <laughs> yes, thank you. You can find me on Instagram, you guys, at Vera and Cosmetics. Make sure you follow me and shop the website at shopveraand.net. You can find everything in my Instagram bio. Yes. Bet. (laughs) And I will make sure to include all of that information in the show notes and everywhere possible. Because again, give a black woman your money, specifically this one. So I think that sums up. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) Not at all. Um, I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Just want to say thank you one more time to my smoking sister, Vera Ann. Um, and again, you can find her at Vera Ann Cosmetics on Instagram. And you guys can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Visit the website at www.bluntlyblackgirls.com for more episodes and to order your Intentional Highness box set comment rate subscribe talk to us let us know what you think are you on your lock journey are you thinking about doing your locks do you have any questions for vera ann about her locks let us know in the comments um and yeah i think that's it smoke a blunt drink your water and fuck what anybody gotta say about being a bluntly black girl and we are out (laughs) yes